Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go, The Boxing Day football was only two days ago, but I'm already wondering how long it is till the Scottish action comes back after the winter break. Do you know, Craig Moore, how many days it is till football resuming? How how many you got? Yeah, what what I'm missing already is that we're going into a shutdown, and I just I I just want to see more games. It's like the shutdown. I know it's it's always there, but uh, we love watching football. We can't get enough of it. I love the way you talked around that without giving me the answer. The, the answer, answer is got. 20 days. Okay, so just under three weeks. Football resumes, yeah, if you <laughs> want to put it like that. Uh, from now till then, we're cutting back to 60 minutes per evening on the GRFS. You with me? Yes, Good. I'm listening. But what we know uh, with a fair bit of certainty is that it never goes quiet, even without games. And we're only three days away from the opening, as you will well know, Craig, the January transfer window. Yes, yes. And look, it's it's a window that's not normally the busiest. Um, you know, the, 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 the this window, teams will look to, Celtic will definitely look to, to add a lot of strength. Uh, I think Rangers will be slightly on the, on the quieter side, unless... A bid comes in for one of their players and they'll definitely go and replace that. But otherwise, I think it'll be pretty settled. But normally, this is a quieter window, uh, Rob. A lot of the business is done at the start of the season. But like I said, Celtic have made it very, very clear. Ange Postacoglu has made it very, very clear that uh, he needs to strengthen his squad. And just another wee gentle question. James, you might, might just want to record this one to start with as well. Just a wee gentle opener to the show. Uh-huh. Uh, they're six points ahead at the moment. Is yeah. it Rangers title already? Yeah, look, again, I go back to the start of the season and and I felt that with the squad that Rangers had, that they um, would be in a strong position to go and win the league again. That hasn't changed, Rob. Uh, In my opinion, Giovanni has come in. We can touch a little bit later on his record. Um, But I think the most important thing with Giovanni coming in is that rather than the chopping and changing that Rangers experienced under Gerrard at the start of this season, it's been very much a steady lineup. Uh, Same goalkeeper, same back four when he can do that. And obviously the results have come. So I see bigger and better things to, to come from Rangers in terms of after the window. But at the same time, if they're not at it, um, Ange Postacoglu has Celtic playing at stream, uh, extremely well and, and they'll be in the race. It will be a title race, but I think Rangers will win it. I was imagining, as I said, is it Rangers title already? There were quite a lot of people throwing things at their radio um, because uh, there will be lots of differing opinions on where we are at this virtually halfway stage of the Premiership season so if you want to have your say join us uh, for uh, a bit of football chat in this hour-long show then you know the number 0808 17 17 700 text go in your message to 87474 on the socials at go football show six points in it between rangers 
and Celtic at the top. And in the course of uh, this show as well, I'm going to throw some of your questions. You've been uh, sending your questions in for Craig Moore. Um, so I'll throw a few of those at him. I'm not optimistic about getting a straight answer. To be <laughs> Are you trying to say that I sit on the fence? <laughs> no, it's your memory I worry about. Okay, that's different. That's different. <laughs> if only I could remember that far back, um, asking you how many Scottish Cups you'd won. Yeah. And, yep. and it was a bit of a struggle there, there, to be perfectly honest We're, you're also going to uh, pick um, your SPF no not your your premiership team of the season so far okay half, uh, halfway mark and what's, what formation are you going on we'll, we'll get to the, the names on it yeah, shortly I'm, I'm going to go for a 4-3-3 formation 4-3-3 yes and it takes a bit of doing doesn't it and it takes mm. a uh, and, and you know we both did it pre-show uh scribbling out our names and uh, what you can't avoid is leaving out players who've actually done really well in the first half of the season but you just can't find a place for them that's uh, the way it is yeah it's difficult especially like you know do you do you pick certain players to, to suit your formation you, you know at times you are trying to fit people in but it's all about opinion job and I'm sure everyone will have a different team yeah let's look back uh, just two days beyond uh, Boxing Day our last blast of uh, Premiership football before it does resume again. Uh, Rangers retaining top spot, retaining their six-point advantage with that 2-0 win against St Mirren. Uh, Giovanni van Bronckhorst. Well, the after afternoon we wanted because we wanted the win. We knew um, that St Mirren would uh, give us a, a hard game. They showed today we were very compact. Our spaces were limited today, but I think the players did well. You know, especially uh, the first half, we, we scored twice. Second half, we had the right intentions to uh, score even more, but, you know, we created some good chances. But, you know, we hit the post once and some, some chances we didn't convert into goals. But I was overall pleased with uh, the intention of, of play and, uh, of course, with the three points because that's the most important thing. He's obviously a little bit disappointed that having scored two in the first 26, yeah. uh, they didn't score any more after that. Yeah, I mean, like, it's nice to, at times, I, I guess, uh, leave a statement, Rob, and, and, and really go and win a game convincing, uh, convincingly well, getting your four or five goals. And that was possible, but it was really, really comfortable, as you touched on there, the, the early goals and, and Rangers were never, ever stretched at all by St Mirren. And, and it was a very, very comfortable win, uh, one that, you know, can always be improved upon, but a nice way to finish in terms of heading off to the winter break. Looking at his record so far, uh, Giovanni van Bronckhorst uh, played nine, mm -hmm. eight wins, one draw, and the draw was, of course, in France against Lyon. And in the league, seven straight wins, six clean sheets. Here's the gaffer again. I'm very pleased. Of course, it's you know difficult situation for both of us, for me as a manager coming in at this time of the season, also for the players to get a new coach and, and, and of course, some, some coaching staff as well. But I think we did uh, very, very well just to continue the, the work uh, Stephen did uh, with, with the players, adjusted it a little bit in areas I, I thought we had to change. Very pleased because you know since I came in, you know we had uh, we had a lot of a lot of wins, only one draw, also in Europa League. So um, you know I'm very pleased with the with the performances the the players did since my arrival. It's an impressive record, isn't it? And as you said right at the top of the show, Rangers are going to take some catching. They are, they are. Like I said, and, and Gio touches out on the on the changes that the subtle changes that he's made, Rob, and and that is basically now the widest players in a, in, in in wide areas are attacking players, not the fullbacks. Morelos looks a, a different beast. Um, he, you know, he, he looks a lot better on the eye, but more importantly, that uh, that energy and, and the goals. And so that return is, has gone up, which is very, very good. Um, and, and like I said, defensively, they just look 
a lot more solid, a lot more balance about the team and not chopping and changing anywhere near as much as what they were in the first quarter of the season. Meantime, on Boxing Day, St Johnston won, Celtic three. The Perth team stay bottom of the, the league, but Celtic were mighty impressive. They got the job done pretty much early on in that one. A couple of goals for Abada, and near Beaton scored as well. And Postecoglou talking afterwards. Yeah, it was difficult conditions, obviously, with the pitch the way it was. And, uh, you know, they, they were pretty desperate for points as well. So, But I thought first half we were really good. You know, we took control of the game, scored a couple of good goals. Probably could add two or three more. Second half got a bit scrappy, particularly in the middle bit, but still had our chances to get further ahead. But uh, overall, uh, just thought great attitude shown by the players. It was a fast start. You know, we needed to start well. And, you know, we started well. Yeah, Wednesday night, but we just didn't get the goals to show that. But uh, tonight we got the goals, which is always important for us, the way we play. And uh, as I said, I thought the players showed great attitude and commitment. Is he the manager of the season so far? I mean, there have been some other really good performances. I mean, Robbie Nielsen is one that that screams to mind Mm -hmm. in terms of what he's doing with Hearts. But when you look at the Premiership uh, as it stands and from where it all began for the the new Celtic manager at that stage is has his performance been better than anyone else Craig? Yeah I, I believe it has been uh, you touch on um, in terms of what he came into you know it was a club that um, didn't really seem to know what direction uh, other than trying to, to deliver a squad that could compete uh, it seemed all over the place. There seemed, obviously, uh, a lot of players that were still there that were unhappy, so there was some movement to happen. So a really tough situation to come into, but Ange has, has come in and done a fantastic job. He's changed the style of play very quickly. The players have adapted to that, has taken some time. And, and more importantly, Rob, he's he's lifted a trophy already at the football club. You know, the first bit of silverware that was available this season, Ange Postacoglu has, has went on and, and won. So halfway mark, uh, definitely Ange Postacoglu for me um, is manager of the season. You touched on Robbie Nielsen, great job if we look outside the Premiership. Mm. Graham um, Alexander as well, I guess. Right, yeah, and Motherwell, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, I mean, there's been, there's been some impressive performances. I've got to go to the Championship. Can I mention anything about the Championship? Oh, yes, please. Dick Campbell, our both. Yeah. What, what about that job? Incredible. That is absolutely incredible. Part-time... Uh, sitting top of the championship. An amazing performance. And it's our broth as well, which is a bit of an outpost. So, um, you know, persuading players to go there and play there. I mean, it's Gayf- have you played it? You'll have played at Gayfield yeah, in your yeah. time. I mean, it, it can be absolutely well, miserable. And Blair, I remember we played, a, I think it was a cup game, and uh, it was blowing a gale, as you mm. say. Uh, <laughs> and it was, a, it was a tough match in the end. We, we, we won the tie quite comfortably, but um, certainly the wind just near the water. Um, it was an experience, that's for sure. I don't think you get a calm day in our broth, to be Never. honest. It's just degrees of breeze, which <laughs> yeah, uh, which just about rhymes. Um, Ange Postacoglu, he's had a say, hasn't he, on uh, empty grounds and playing in front of just a few hundred people or even nobody, uh, as has been the case. Um, and I think... Uh, we're probably all agreed in Scottish football. Well, one or one or two dissenters, I guess, which he hints about. But uh, the winter break probably coming at the right time. The break's coming at the right time because I don't like playing in empty stadiums, mate. I don't know why people confuse the two. We didn't want to keep playing, not because of any other reason, but if anyone enjoyed today's game in here, then I'm sorry, they, they understand a different football game than I do. I like supporters here. I don't care if they're all away supporters. I think that's what the game's about. So I'm glad that we've stopped it and... You know, there's no guarantee they'll be back in and when it re- resumes, but I hope it is. Give, at least we give them a chance. Um, I don't know why people want to dismiss, you know, the effect that supporters have on, on, on our game. I assume everyone wants to play in packed houses, otherwise we may as well just uh, 
playing our backyards. <laughs> we discussed the use of mate last mate, week. Uh, don't like playing in empty stadiums, mate. Mate, yeah, and and look, we we don't like to see an empty football stadiums because we know that the game. Um, you know, with the supporters, that's what makes a fantastic product and that's what the players want to be playing to, you know, full houses. The crazy thing is, Rob, like I said, that the cap at 500, how that number come about and yet you're looking at, you know, shopping centres um, throughout the country that are, there's far more people than that going through shops and, and all those kind of things. So, look, it doesn't make a great deal of sense, if, if, if I'm honest. Um, but, yeah, we, we need to get back to playing football and the show does go on, Rob, and hopefully when it, kicks off again when the, the winter shutdown is complete, that we do have a lot of fans in these stadiums because that's what makes the game. Of course, what they've done in England is decided to keep on going. Yep. But there's lots of games falling by the wayside yeah, um, yeah. On, on a daily basis. I mean, Arsenal against Wolves today and Leeds Villa, both both called oh. off. Um, but they did play three games in England, which happened to include two of your... Oh no, uh, one of your former teams yes. was last night. We'll talk about Newcastle Man U in a moment. But Crystal Palace have beaten Norwich 3-0. Mm -hmm. I think one of the certainties about the English game at the moment is that Norwich are going down. Going down, yeah. There's, there's, it's been a tough, a tough season for them, hasn't it? I mean, they were so impressive in terms of their promotion um, in the, from the championship, the way that they played. But they certainly have, have found it extremely difficult this season. And, and it, you know, staying alive and staying in the Premier League seems a long, long way away. Great to see what Crystal Palace is doing under mm. Vieira. I think Olsen Edouard scored today. Yeah, he scored as well. Um, so look, uh, Vieira's doing a, a great job there. Again, changing the style of football, uh, which is always difficult to then do that and, and get results straight away. Uh, at the top of the table, look, it looks it's only possible that two or three teams can, can win the Premier League. Man City have, have been absolutely frightening. Liverpool playing some great stuff as well. Chelsea? Chelsea, yeah. They're, they're, is it those they're, three? They're thereabouts. Uh, it's only those three. Yeah. Only those three. So, a uh, 3-0 win today for Palace against Norwich. I, I guess the worry about that situation with Norwich heading to the exit, even at this early stage of the season, is, is that three of the Scotland players are there, yeah. Hanley, McLean and Gilmore. Yeah, that, that is a concern, obviously, when you're, you're looking at the, the year that lies ahead in terms of important qualifiers to hopefully get to a World Cup. And then if that you know, is positive, still playing at a level that then to be selected to go to a World Cup. But look, the Premiership is obviously the, the place where everyone wants to play, but the Championship's a really, really good competition. So for me, if that was the situation, and it looks highly likely, let's be honest, for Norwich, um, that they will be relegated, they're still going to be playing at a, at a decent enough level as long as they're playing week in, week out, Rob. Yeah. Uh, Southampton won, Tottenham won. Turned out to be a good point for Southampton in the end because they had a player sent off at the end of the first half. Harry Kane scored again. Uh, making the most of lack of suspension coming his way? Well, he's only scored, I mean, from that game that he should have been sent off, let's be honest. Um, he then goes and scores um, in his next two games mm. uh, when, you know, he should have really been missing at least one of those. Yeah. Uh, Watford won uh, West Ham 4. It's another great result for Davy Moyes. And, and when you're talking... Um, about season so far, mm -hmm. he's got to be up there in England in terms of what what he's doing. Um, you know, tackling those the, the teams you're talking about yeah. who will be scrapping out for the title. Yeah, no, David Moyes has done an, uh, an amazing job. You know, West Ham, I think for the last couple of seasons have 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 been excellent. Um, the results against the top teams has has been incredible. You know, he's managed to get some decent scalps and pretty regular. Um, the test is like says that top four, you know, to 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 be hitting that top four and then trying to to, to push a little bit higher than that. There's probably, 
you know, just a little bit too much quality just, just above them at the moment. But again, another really good, strong result. They were 1-0 down after four or five minutes. Yeah. So again, shows good character to be able to roll the sleeves up away from home and go and steamroll and win 4-1. We were both watching Newcastle against Manchester United yep. last night. Not together, it would have to be stressed. We were social distancing about 15 miles apart, possibly. Um, but Newcastle unlucky not to win. And what grabbed me, uh, I haven't seen a 90 minutes of Manchester United for quite a while. I've just picked over the highlights. Uh, I watched most of that last night and they were grim. Yeah, I'm going to say you didn't see it again last night, did you? 90 minutes in terms of a performance. No. But uh, Newcastle, um, they were excellent. They were excellent last night. They they really were. Um, it was great to see the fans uh, in terms of the support and 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 at the same time the players actually gave them something to support and get behind. Yeah. The the energy that was there from the first minute. Um, Atmosphere was good, wasn't it? Uh, it was brilliant. And how uh, again slightly different to Steve Bruce when when maybe he would have had one attacking player and it would have been Callum Wilson up top. You know, Howe's found a place for Ryan Fraser, for Callum Wilson, for Jolington. Um, and there's one that I, and St. Maxwell obviously Maxim, got yeah. the first goal. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, no, it was, a, it was a good performance. Disappointed in the end that they only got the, the point, but uh, positive signs. A lot's been said about Ralph Rangnick and uh, the effect he's had <laughs> on teams over the years and the effect he's had on managers coming, coming through the system mm -hmm. as well, learning from him. Um, he's got a tough job on there because there, there's not much evidence so far of any great improvement in Man U as a team they, they just look like a collection of individuals it's yeah. all very disjointed isn't it? It, it it is and look it, it's a really really tough job now you know I mean the, the bar that was set for so many years under Sir Alex Ferguson um, everybody else that's come in uh, since then Rob have, have, have fell horribly uh, below that uh, Manchester United still have great talent but in terms of the performances and the way they, they play as a team um, as you touched on, it can be at times quite unstructured. Uh, it's certainly not uh, nice on the eye. Um, it's not the attacking brand that Man United supporters have been used to. Uh, and, and also, you know, since Ralph has come in, Rangnick, the, the, the performances have been okay. Okay, again, yeah. not, not entertaining, not, not free-flowing. So a lot of work to be done. I'm keen to know what you think um, about the SPFL's response to attacks from... A couple of clubs at least um, re the implementation of the COVID postponement policy. Uh, the SPFL came out and said that uh, it had to be applied consistently to protect the integrity of the league and ensure that the season could be completed. Uh, a couple of high-profile incidents, uh, games in recent days, uh, St Mirren's team, obviously, which yeah. we spoke about previously against Celtic. They did manfully, which is maybe yeah, yeah. Uh, boyfully and manfully in that game um, to get a point uh, against Celtic. And then, of course, Dundee um, had Dave Mackay, aged 40-plus, who hadn't played for about five or six years on the bench at Pataudry at the weekend. What mm. they did have was a good starting eleven. They had nothing much in reserve After. on top of that. I mean, the 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 rule is, is this, and that, that, as you know, is, is clubs with 13 players, uh, 10 over age 18, including right. a goalkeeper, must play. That's it. Mm -hmm. And But again, these are these are rules that have been put in place and I believe would have been agreed by all clubs. Well, everything at the SPFL has to be approved by the clubs, you doesn't know, it? So this this voting system and all that. So it's all it's all been pushed through by a majority. Um, so, you know, every team um, has been hit uh, at certain stages throughout the season, Rob, some, uh, you know, harder than others. But there wasn't 
a great deal being said. I mean, I don't know how many times I've been doing games and, and, and Celtic's bench has been extremely like kids, in fact. Mm. Um, not a great deal being said. You know, early doors with, with Steven Gerrard, I think one of the European matches, and it was it was kids on the bench. Yeah. Every squad in, in the country is being tested, you know, but the rules are very, very clear. Um, so you just got to roll the sleeves up and get on with it. The Celtic fans would have breathed a, a huge sigh of relief on Boxing Day, Craig, when they uh, found out uh, that Kyogo was going to be okay and it, and it wasn't a serious uh, re, uh, injury of the hamstring. Yeah, exactly. Having had the hamstring injury, insisted on playing in the League Cup final, scored the two goals that won it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he came back in for that game in Perth on Boxing Day, started, went off injured, and, and I guess most people were thinking, "Ooh, this could be a this could be a bad shout." But but this was Ange afterwards. Yeah, he's okay. Yeah. Look, he wanted to give it a go today. We knew he wasn't hundred percent, and we said to him, "Don't you know, overly risk." He felt it a little bit, so um, yeah, just take him off. But you know, he'll be fine. Yeah, he's okay. But I still think that was a risk. I still think mm. it was a risk playing Kyogo uh, with a muscle injury. You know, so a hamstring injury that all of a sudden say, you know what, go out and look after yourself. I, I get that. I understand that. But in a game of football, something happens and you don't think, you just go and you explode. And that's the type of player Kyogre is. And that can come with its with its problems. That could, mm. could have come with a, with a you know, a, a far worse injury than, than has been reported. It still looks as if there was something there. Mm. So whether or not they've been a little bit cute in terms of, um, you know, how, how bad the injury is, but... Winter shutdown now three weeks. It obviously, he has time, and the important thing for Kyogo and for Celtic is that he comes back and comes back fit and healthy without stop, start, stop, start. Muscle injuries can be very difficult because he's one player. Were you to count him out for say two or three months in the second half of the season with injury, I mean that's yeah. clearly not going to happen at the moment. But he would be one that if Celtic were without him or with him, yep. <laughs> having him included for the rest mm. of the season, mm. that that would really affect your thinking about whether Celtic can win this league or not. 100%. Kyogo is is crucial to um, Celtic's title ambitions this season. If he's missing for a large chunk of that season, it becomes a really, really tall order. Um, they will go into the market and get another striker, uh, but Jack and Marcus hasn't started, hasn't started for whatever reason. He's been uh, had injury issues, uh, they, Ayeti has picked up his hamstring injury on the back of very little football talk of Maeda uh, the Japanese player from uh, Ange's former club who's meant to be an absolute flying machine Rob so yeah. they, they need a striker because you, you, you need that second strike you need someone that's able to back up so you can, you can at times rest your, your star man but Kyogo without him big ask Glasgow's on Go Radio Craig Moore and Rob McLean talking football till six the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go, It's a truncated, if I can use that word, uh, Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre uh, between now and football resuming on the 17th of January. Uh, 60 minutes... But uh, what we're losing, Craig Moore, in quality, I think mm. we're definitely upping in uh, quantity. No, actually, there's other way doesn't it? What we're losing in quantity, uh, we're definitely right. accenting the positive in quality. I think I think you said maybe you're sounding a whole lot better over 60 minutes than 120. Oh, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> 
I don't have the endurance. Is that what you're trying to say? Exactly. We might, we're reviewing your contract as we as we speak. Um, we're looking back, of course, on what happened on Boxing Day, mm-hmm. uh, and we're looking ahead to uh, what is going to happen in the rest of the season. Uh, we're going to throw a few questions if we have time, uh, because this show is flying on at the moment. But we're also going to pick our uh, Premiership team of the season so far well Craig is and I'm going to basically heckle him a little bit along the way you've, uh, got, so you've got yours as well though I do have mine as well yeah, yeah. but we're going to start uh, with a, a position that is uh, probably open to no argument at all and that's goalkeeper this is an easy one uh, for me Craig Gordon uh, is in incredible form uh, what is it 39 years young yeah uh, amazing form and I think he's 39 on Hogmanay maybe is he? Yeah. yeah okay yep. there you go but I mean what what a fantastic professional and game after game he just continues to make yeah. big saves um, you know he's probably seven eight points he's kept in the mm-hmm. bag for hearts in terms yeah. of those saves and the importance of them so for me it was a very easy choice in terms of who was the goalkeeper at this halfway stage. Yeah, because Alan McGregor would one that that would always tend to be in contention because he's so good and he's been so good for so long. Joe Hart, I mean, would have to be up yep. there at the moment. What an influence he's had at Celtic. So yep. the fact that he doesn't really get close to it tells you that uh, Craig Gordon has been making the saves that have got Hart's five points clear, I think it is, in third place. They're, they're looking, you know, as if they can possibly nail that on in the next couple of months if they keep doing what they're doing. And a big reason for that is, is their big goalkeeper. Yeah, no, he's been enormous. Uh, and, and look, this is an interesting uh, transfer window will be interesting for Hearts as well because they do have a, uh, in a couple of players out of contract whether something happens. They've also signed Nathaniel Atkinson, Australian lad coming over mm. uh, from Melbourne City. So they're, they're, they're looking to to strengthen, Rob. So really positive signs for Hearts. Yeah, I'm just looking at the table at the moment. Uh, Hearts have got 36 points, so they're five ahead of Motherwell on 31. Motherwell have won five of their last eight, so that, that's a really mm, good, good run form. for them. Hibs have recovered. Um, two out of two for Sean Maloney, two wins out of two for him since taking charge. And Hibs are on 29, and they're, they're much more in a position you'd expect them to be in. Aberdeen on 27, having gone into the break with that win against Dundee uh, on Boxing Day. Dundee United are on free fall They've at the deal. moment. They've lost five on the bounce. Um, and suddenly they're in the in the bottom six, but mm-hmm. but I guess those those are the, I mean you you maybe you would rule out Dundee United just because of momentum in terms of the battle for a third, mm-hmm. Aberdeen, Hibs, and Motherwell I guess are the three threatening them yep. for that third place. Yeah, very much. So look, I mean, majority of the teams this season have, have had that that kind of run that you're talking about. I mean, St Johnson's now eight defeats in a row. Mm. Um, every team has had a kind of run that's kind of hit them hard. Dundee United are now on that one. Aberdeen have started to turn things around in terms of starting to pick up some some positive results. Motherwell, you touched on, Rob. Um, you know, they've had a, a great run of it lately. Um, but in terms of that third position, you'd have to say at this moment in time, Hearts are certainly setting the, the standards there. Um, they have a good squad. They have good depth. And I think the important thing is that when things are going well, you're still looking to strengthen. Uh, and from what we're reading and, and you know, hearing a few announcements here and there, Hearts are definitely looking to do that. So they'll look to kick on again the second half of the season. You mentioned St Johnston there, Craig. Uh, six points cover the bottom five teams from Livingston down to Callum Davidson's uh, side right at the bottom. I noticed mm-hmm. that uh, uh, 
the Perth team were, were saying that uh, there will be considerable funds. Steve Brown, the, the chairman, St. Callum Davidson, that, that considerable funds, as he put it, which, you know, it's all relative, isn't it? But yeah. for them, it sounds like they're they're willing to, to have a real go at it in this transfer window to try to turn things around because they're on that horrendous run that you just spoke about. Yeah, they, they have to. It's a, look, it's a very important um, break for them to, to be able to reset, yeah, to, to certainly work and think about what the first half of the season looked like. You don't want to have a repeat of that the second half of the season. Definitely need players coming in. Um, and they've been a little bit unlucky in terms of, you know, a lot of them have been tight tight enough matches, yeah. but when you're on the, 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 the wrong side of um, the result and, you know, eight eight losses, it's, yeah. it's not great. So, yeah, definitely players need to come in for them to be able to start to climb that table. They they can do that though. Callum Davison, you, you know, you look at the last season that he had in terms of the two cups, it was incredible. But at the same time, he will understand it. We can't keep talking about what he achieved last season. That's about now what he can do and he's in a really tough position. He needs to drive that team up the ladder. What he doesn't want is to become one of the great pub quiz questions in the future um, where you say which manager uh, led his team to two trophies uh, one season and then got them relegated the season after. Champ to chump. Yeah, um, exactly. You know, it's like it's we we see it so many times in football. But um, look, he still has you know some some decent players there. Um, I didn't think they were unbelievable in terms of the, the game. Celtic totally no. totally dominated that yeah. game. I know Chris Kane comes on off the bench and makes it interesting with a with a great header. Mm. But Celtic were really in cruise control that match. So like I said, this reset, this break for St. Johnson definitely come at the right time. We're expecting uh, big things from Celtic, uh, clearly in the transfer window, as Ange Postacoglu looks to build on what he did in the last transfer window. And if he has any uh, fraction of success that he's had with his first batch of buys, then he'll be pretty happy. What about Rangers? Giovanni Van Bronckhorst after the 2-0 win against St. Mirren on Boxing Day talking about the upcoming transfer window. Well, we always anticipate... You know that's the most important thing. If it eventually it will be uh, a busy transfer window, I don't know yet. But uh, you know we are uh, we are well prepared, and we have to wait and see what um, what the transfer window will bring for us. He's good at that, actually, extending a no comment and to, to make it twenty seconds. He didn't really say a whole lot there, um, and it may be that there's not a lot happening at Rangers yeah, in the transfer window. What do you think? Yeah, he's kind of echoed what I've kind of thought, Rob, in terms of, you know, being asked on this show, you know, where the Rangers need to improve or what will happen mm. in the transfer window. And I feel as if they will be very quiet because he has a big squad, um, has players coming back from, from injury as well, you know, Balogun, Holander. So the, the squad is healthy. Now, Transfer time always comes about speculation. Is Patterson going to leave? Is someone going to come and bid for a rebo? Is Morelos going to leave? If they, if any of these players were to leave, Kent, they will be replaced. So for me, Giovanni's not going to be in a position where his squad's any weaker. Um, so therefore, Rangers are in a very, very good position. I wonder whether goals is a... Maybe a few weeks ago, you might have said that goals was an issue, as in who was going to be getting them regularly. Yeah. And actually, Alfredo Morelos has answered the question for him in the last little spell. Just looking at, uh, it's four in the last five, yep. it's six in the last eight for Morelos. Suddenly he's on 13 for the season and, and he's heading for a fairly normal Morelos goal-scoring season. Well, I think that the thing with Morelos is we know the quality he has. Um, and then it was just trying to find that balance in his performance, you know, not being too angry, um, but finding time to be able to enjoy the game, uh, matched with 
being in physical condition. And since Giovanni has come in, he's stuck with Morelos, who stayed in a in a that high central area, who's who's really done well within the box. He's got his goals. He actually looks as if he's enjoying his football once again, Rob. He's scoring goals, which is very, very important. And he looks physically far better. Yeah. So it's been a, it's been a really quick turnaround, um, and he's in a good space. Um, so you, you've got to give credit, I think, to Giovanni there because I was probably one of the ones at the time when Giovanni first come in, calling that you know maybe Morelos needs to be taken out of the, um, the 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 team for a little bit, you know, like to to get that hunger back to show what you know something within training to to start playing again. But Giovanni. He's seen better and made a great decision and Morelos looks as if he's in really, really good form. We'll be devastated at the breaks now. Yeah, the big question is, does he get into Craig Moore's team of the season so far in the Premiership? Don't give us your answer quite yet because we'll get to that later. We're working through it. Uh, no great arguments about Craig Gordon for goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. What about defensively? How are you lining up defensively with your team of the season so far? Look, I've gone for a back four. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't, wasn't easy. I was tempted to maybe go three at the back and play a different formation, but I like the back four, Rob. So I've gone with uh, Ralston as my right fullback. Yep. Um, I think he's come in uh, to a team and and probably a, a not a, well, from what I've been hearing, not a lot of Celtic supporters were expecting too much or uh, were too kind in their, their summary of the player at the start of the season. Mm. But he's come in and been amazing. And he's a Scotland international and now as well. He's been fantastic. He's he's a he seems to be a great character. I seem to have learnt very very quickly from the exposure that he's had with the first team. He's been strong, um, and he definitely deserves to to be in this team. I believe as a the, right fullback. Does he edge out Juranovic? Yeah, just because of the the amount of positions that Juranovic has been able to play. Uh, in terms of, you know, you can flip him to, to the left side. You can play him a little bit higher up. Juranovic is, is, is also quality, uh, yeah. has proven that. But you've got to have one, and I've gone for Ralston okay. as, a, as a right fullback. Central defenders, Rob. Mm-hmm. We, can we move on to them? We can. Yeah. I've gone for, for Suter. Yeah. For Hearts. I, I think that um, on the back of a couple of you know bad injuries with his Achilles and all that, this season has been enormous for him. Found his way back into the Scotland, Scotland national team. He's been brilliant. So I've got him in and I've got him playing beside Carter Vickers, who's, um, you know, come from, from Tottenham on loan. Um, certainly not flashy, Rob. Mm. Certainly not flashy, but just goes about his job um, and does it well. He's been very consistent for uh, Celtic at the back there. Like I said, just no frills, goes about, does his job well, defence. And I've gone for Bassi as left fullback. Now, I know that a lot of the time it was him or Batisic, sometimes not necessarily was playing as left fullback. He's come in and done really well at left-sided central defender in recent times for Rangers. But just because he's been playing, I've got him in as my left fullback. Giovanni van Bronckhorst has really worked for him. Do you feel as if he's taken strides since the change of manager? As you say, he, he's been switched around between mm-hmm. the left back and, and left centre back. But yeah. and he's only twenty one, mm-hmm. and he's a he's a unit, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's a proper athlete, you know. He, and and again, he just he, he plays the game with a smile on his face. He mm-hmm. looks happy all the time. Um, and and for any of these younger players. Um, they need to to have that opportunity, Rob, to express themselves, to get that into that rhythm, get momentum, and therefore the confidence. And I think Bassi has shown that, but it has been supported by Giovanni. So again, the manager has a big role to play in that. 
I've got, uh, I mean, the, the one, I guess, surprise, and, and I, I don't imagine many people would agree with me on this because they probably haven't seen enough of him this season, but Ross McCrory, McCrory yeah. I, I would have, a, I've, I've gone for a three just, just to to accommodate five across the midfield, but I've got Suter and I've got Bassey on mm. either side of Ross McCrory. And I just think, for me, I've seen a lot of Aberdeen this season and he's probably performance-wise um, not far behind John Suter. So, so and he's been in a Scotland senior squad yes. before yep. and I can see him getting there again and I can see him uh, recapturing the sort of form he showed early at Rangers. I mean, he played lots of European games yep. Uh, yep. for Rangers and, you know, sometimes at centre-back, sometimes holding in yes, front in yeah, the midfield, which maybe that. is his best position, but he, but he can play just about anywhere. Yeah, yeah. And, and if you, in terms of your three, Rob, then you could probably throw in someone that was slightly unlucky, Kingsley, mm-hmm. uh, who's yeah. also had a, a very good season for, for Hearts. Yeah, absolutely, uh, Stephen Kingsley. And uh, when you get a free kick 25 yards out, it's Not almost bad. a it's a shoe in, isn't it, for yeah, him? Yeah, good form. Yeah, scored quite a few free kicks this season. Very impressive. Yeah, so that is us with uh, for goalkeeper and defence. We'll probably do midfield and attack on the other side of the break. If we don't do it on the other side of the break, we won't do it at all because uh, we are on a 60-minute show today. Just running through the results then on uh, Boxing Day. We've talked, we've talked a fair bit about the football from two days ago already. St. Johnson won Celtic 3, Leal Abada. I wonder if he'll get into the, the team for Craig because uh, his two goals in Perth took him to 10 for the season and he seems to have come back to form at a very good time for Celtic uh, Rangers uh, two up in 26 minutes and that was the scoreline 2-0 against St Mirren at the weekend Dundee United uh, their free fall continued with a 3-1 home defeat at the hands of Hibs Hearts beat Ross County to keep uh, their strong position in third but uh, had to withstand a, a fair old onslaught uh, from Malky Mackay's team towards the end of that game Motherwell beat Livingston uh, 2-1 in fact let's talk about two belters of goals in the in the final two games from Boxing Day one was uh, Kevin Van Veen's uh, free kick yes. for Motherwell they, he was, they, they referred to him as the budget Bergkamp because he was, he was at PSV yeah. uh, in, his, in his youth but he can play a bit he can mix it as well he, he, can yeah. be, he looks quite a difficult guy to play against but he's got a bit of talent about him hasn't he? He has when I hear Van Veen I think of Van Vossen uh, and not in a bad <laughs> way it's just a double V I hear yeah. uh, but Van Veen he seems very charismatic a bit of a character um, I think you show him a little bit of love, Rob, uh, and he, he can he can be special for you, especially a team like Motherwell. You know how important he can, um, the role that he can play, can score special goals, can bring that that special moment. It's a, a wonderful free kick, wasn't it? Mm. Uh, and the impact, like I said, that you can then have on on, on the rest of the team. Um, very, very good. Budget Bergkamp, I quite like that. Mm. But the real Bergkamp was was incredible, oh, wasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a yeah, player he was. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Kevin Van Veen, he wasn't too far outside the box, so he got up and down really quickly. Yeah. Not easy, that one. Um, and the other uh, spectacular set-piece hit uh, came up to Lee Griffiths, put Dundee ahead inside seven minutes. It must have been upwards of 30 yards out. And uh, it went in like an absolute rocket, and it was when you saw it from behind the goals. I'm not sure you've seen it yet, Craig, yeah. but but it's when you see it from behind the goals. It just it just moved so much um, from side to side and swerved away from from Joe Lewis. But I'm just, I mean, he just he hasn't really had the impact so far no. uh, for for Dundee. And I guess what he if he can stay fit for the second half of the season and find his goal touch. That will be the difference between Dundee staying up and going down. You would imagine. You would think so. Um, they brought him in to score goals, and you, you know, you touch on there. He's he's had his niggles. 
Um, he's been in and out. Um, but again, the the free kick and the quality of, of Lee Griffiths has never, ever been in doubt. So important for him. Uh, and, and as you touch on Dundee, um, he needs to be scoring goals. He needs to be playing regular. Uh, and if he can do that, then Dundee have got a great opportunity to, to stay in the league. We're talking football for another 20 minutes. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! And having a right good football chat in the process, Rob McLean and uh, Craig Moore. Just a couple of days beyond Boxing Day and uh, just a few days away from the turn of the year into which 2022 Rangers will take a six-point lead in the Premiership. Uh, Ange Postacoglu and Celtic hot in pursuit, but they're really being forced at the moment to keep those results coming because uh, for Giovanni van Bronckhorst and Rangers in the Premiership, it's been seven straight wins and six clean sheets, so setting a high standard. We know, of course, uh, about your connections, Craig, in the past with uh, Ange Postacoglu. What would be your best abiding memory of uh, working alongside Ange? That was a, by oh, the way, that was a question from Jimmy, I should it? say. Uh, you yeah. know what, it's, it's, I've, seen, I've seen some things come out recently in terms of his recruitment and how important it is to know the player. Uh, Robin and that, that's that's really big for him and he's speaking especially about the younger generation you know how difficult it is and it just it, it cast my mind back to to the Asian Cup in 2015 when um, the final part of our preparation had had been complete and tournament was about to start all right? so what he would do is three players every night at dinner after dinner uh, sorry would, would, would get up for a minute or two and basically just tell us their story you know in terms of a little bit of family background, why they started fo- started playing football, where they come through, and it's just their story. Every yeah. everyone's story was different, and the players were absolutely um, they were bricking themselves. They were like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like they go yeah. out and kick a ball and play football, yeah. and like go I, up. We and, don't do this. <laughs> go up and speak for a minute or two, yeah. but it was so powerful, Rob. Mm. It was so powerful because the connection. Um, that it gave the squad the closeness it brought everyone together and at the same time it, you get to know people a little bit more outside of that football bubble in terms mm. of who they are so I felt that that was very special and, and it was a huge driving force in terms of Australia going on and being successful and winning the Asian Cup that, that particular tournament Yeah and you can see um, that those sort of tactics are working really well inside Celtic at the moment as well in terms of the progress he's found. And I guess a lot's going to hinge on the transfer window and what he is able to achieve uh, What at the turn of the year once we are into uh, January. Here's another question. Derek has got in touch with us to say, Craig, why did you leave Rangers in 1998 and what brought you back? Were you just away for a year, am I right in thinking? Less. Less, less than a year. Yeah. Um, look, the reason... The reason why I left was 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 very uh, simple in terms of I hadn't cemented myself as a starting eleven player in the six years that I'd spent at the football club, and I felt as if it was the the end of an era. You know, Walter had resigned and uh, we, we we'd failed in terms of the ten in a row attempt, and and loads of players were moving on. So I felt it was also time for me to go and establish myself and be a starting eleven player somewhere. So that's mm-hmm. the reason why I left. Mm-hmm. And within uh, six months, due to the financial problems that Crystal Palace found themselves in, Dick Avocat did try to keep me at the time when I'd made the decision to leave, come back in. Um, 
And then that's the reason why I ended up back at Rangers playing as a, as a central defender where I probably then enjoyed uh, my best football in terms of um, the levels that I reached. Was it your wage demands that brought Palace into difficulties? No, nah, no, I was on a decent wicket, mind, <laughs> mind you. Um, but ah, look, it was... And we're all just wondering what a decent wicket uh, is uh, now, uh, aren't we? A decent wicket. Uh, I think at that time it was twelve or £13,000, Rob, yeah, which was, which was nice. big money for the championship. Yeah, yeah. Um, Terry Venables was there, who was who was previously the national team coach of Australia. So oh, was that, that was, was a it that white strip with the blue and red? Was that was that that? No, what, what the, was stripes. the stripes. We had the stripes. stripes. The, the, yeah, yeah. No, the, oh, the, the red, classic, red and blue stripes. Yeah, blue, yeah. Oh, yeah. And look, I mean, it was it was one of the. I mean, went down there. My first five games, I'd scored three goals. Uh, started off really well. They thought they'd signed a striker, not a central defender. <laughs> uh, no, nah, look, I I enjoyed it. It was just. Um, Unfortunately, Mark Goldberg at the time hit uh, some financial problems. And um, because of that wicket that I touched on, mm. it I was a struggle for me to, to get something else down there uh, because I wasn't premiership material at that, at that time. Um, so therefore, I couldn't, I couldn't get that in the championship. I was fortunate enough that Rangers then gave me the opportunity, like I said, to come back and, and I think really play my best football. I could talk to you all night uh, about the old days and about your career, but uh, we have only a matter of minutes left on this uh, Go Radio football show with the Taxi Centre. And we have a team of the season so far in the Premiership to complete. Uh, just bring us up to speed for those who've uh, tuned in in the last little while. Where are you in terms of goalie and back four? Okay, so where we're at, at this moment in time, we've got Craig Gordon, which I think would be uh, the pick for majority of people in goals. We've got a back four, and um, we've got Ralston at right fullback, Suter and Carter Vickers as central defenders, and I've got Bassey in at left fullback. Okay, so we where do we move into the midfield? Yeah, where do we go from here? So, well, I've gone for a midfield three, mm -hmm. um, and again, I think this will probably be a three, Rob, that, that a lot of people won't have too many complaints with. Um, I've gone for the, the, the holding midfielder uh, sitting in front of the back four, Callum McGregor. Uh, I think he's been enormous this season yeah. for Celtic. I yeah. think the, the the armband has brought him on even more. Um, he, he's been enormous this season. Mm. Um, so he's in there, screening the back four. And the two attacking midfielders that I've got uh, ahead of him uh, are Rogic. And that's not biased because he's Aussie. He, he's been yeah. tremendous. I, you know, I think he's, you know, he's scored a few goals and he, he's had, I think, maybe nine nine assists and probably enjoying a really, really good spell in, mm. in, you know, in his career. We've seen it before. Is, um, he, is he fitter than he's been before? Does he, does he look leaner than he, than he has been or is that just, just I, because things are going well and maybe everything, you're, you're influenced by that? It's amazing what can happen when you're allowed to play 90 minutes of football mm. without being taken off at the 60-minute mark all the time. Uh, that was the kind of stamp that people had on Tommy Rogic. Clearly, we can see that there's more, uh, and and he he was able to do more in 90 minutes. He's he's in unbelievable form, and he's he just glides with the ball. You know, he's a mm. big sized lad, uh, travels with the ball really well. Great feet, like he plays with a pair of slippers on. Uh, amazing balance. So I've got him in there with I, I believe uh, a very similar type of player, Rob, uh, in Joe Arebo. Yeah, um, I think that again he, you know, he travels really well with the ball. He's able to go by players play the killer pass, needs to score more goals. You could criticise both for, yeah. for a failure to score yeah. more goals, couldn't you, Rogic yeah. and Aribo? But again, I just think that in terms of um, his performances, you know, he's not he's not missed a game. 
uh, he's been involved uh, all the time. Um, so for Aribo, for me, I've got him in there, and I think that's quite an impressive midfield three, Rob. Yeah, I mean David Turnbull was one that was, that yes. was kind of knocking on my door. Yeah. About, I mean, I've got I've got the three you've mentioned in my team. I've got a midfield five, but but they are the they are the central three for me mm-hmm. as well. But the very fact that I mean. David Turnbull probably did more early on in the in the season, but but nine goals from midfield and and he's creative and he, you know he makes things happen yeah. from set pieces and open play as well. You know he would be one that's kind of knocking on the door. For sure, and it could, like, he does have goals, you know, yeah. and he he likes that shot from distance. Look, everyone probably you know I would love to be able to squeeze more Rangers players mm. in if I'm on a show, but yeah. this amount of chopping and changing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's it's not been it's not been possible. And like I said, you got to be fair when you when you're picking your team. So, you know, a couple the boy Cammy Devlin in the middle of the park at Hearts has mm-hmm. done a good job. Yeah, has, has done a really good job. Lewis Ferguson, uh, Lewis Aberdeen, Ferguson, I suppose. You know, yep. Glenn Kamara is yep. one that has been there thereabouts. So, look, at the end of the day, when you're picking, um, you know, the top eleven, there's going to be players that miss out. But there's been some good performances throughout the season. But I, I think that they're the star three. Okay, so that's your midfield three. Let's move on to attack. Who have you got up front? You're not going to attack me when you hear the front three, are you? Uh, Look, I've gone for, uh, again, uh, two wider players um, that normally would like to play wide um, in in Boyle uh, at Hibs, who you could say that maybe his form has dropped off a little bit just because he had such an electrifying start to the campaign. But at the same time, he, he he got the hat trick against Rangers in the semi final of the cup. Mm. I, I think he's he's been very very good this season. I've also gone for Jota. I think that yeah. the the impact that he's had, um, and I think his game would have had to have changed, Rob, because he looks great on the ball. He can you know play that pass, score that goal, go by that player dribbling wise. But he impresses me in terms of his work ethic when he doesn't have the ball, and I think that's part of the game has probably changed since coming to to Scotland. Um, he for me has been a, a standout. Um, unfortunately he's picked up the injury but he'd done more than enough to, yeah. to, to get into my team and through the middle of, I've, I've got our Japanese friend Kyogo yeah. he's as surprising in the team as Craig Gordon as, a, as goalkeeper yeah, isn't he? yeah I mean Kyogo's he's, he's come he's hit the ground running he's scored very very important goals he leads the line in terms of not I'm talking about physical presence but his energy with and without the ball um, an unbelievable eye for goal Celtic need to be a little bit careful just in terms of the couple of uh, little injury scares that they've mm-hmm. had in terms of hamstrings. But again, we can talk about potential players, um, obviously for your team, mm-hmm. and there are a couple of unlucky ones I think that miss out at the yeah, top. Yeah, well, I mean, the, you know, you, you've got midfield three, I've got midfield five, but we've we've got the same five players because we've, I've got Boyle and Jota wide, and uh-huh. I've got Aribo, McGregor, and, and Rogic in between them. Um, the the difference I have because it's uh, three five two, I guess, is that. Alongside Kyogo, I'm putting Alfredo Morelos, who, yep. as we said earlier on the show, um, is coming back yep. to to the sort of form we expect of him. And you know, of late, it's 13 for the season. It's four in the last five. It's six in the last eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and he looks like he's uh, loving going to work again. Yeah, can't complain with that. Can't complain with that. Uh, and, and the great thing is, and this is for any young people that are sort of like wanting to get involved or playing or watching the game and all that, he's hitting his straps again. Mm but playing with a smile on his face. And I think that that is really, really important because we know it's competitive and it's a dog-eat-dog business. But we want to see people enjoy the game, Rob. Mm-hmm. And I think that Morelos has, has come back and, and shown exactly that. I think uh, the unlucky one again, you know, Motherwell, Tony Watt, who's yeah. obviously had his um, move to Dundee United, signed a pre-contract. Mm, yeah. So whether or not that squeeze, squeezes through in this transfer window. 
but he's done extremely well as well. Yeah, that's right. He has, um, particularly in, in league games. Liam Boyce uh, is double figures for Hearts mm -hmm. up front. And as we touched on earlier in the show, as well, Ali Labada, yes. who, who, whose form had dipped, but let's remember he only turned 20 after signing with, with Celtic. Yep. Um, got a couple in Perth and, and he, he's now on to 10 for the season. That's a great return from a winger, isn't it? Yep. It's well, so, we didn't expect. It's, we didn't expect. Nah, it's, it's about you, dealing. It's about dealing with the unexpected, isn't it? Mate, that's it. You've got to be on your toes. But yeah, Nabara at twenty years of age. At twenty years of age, I, I think you expect to see at times maybe a little, a little dip. I don't think that dip has ever been for for too long. Mm -hmm. um, for me, he looks quite a mature player. Uh, you know, he's got the goals. He takes up good positions when the ball's on the other side. We've seen him score goals inside that second post. He's got some versatility about his game, Rob. You know, even against um, St Johnston, they're playing through the middle uh, and getting his couple of goals. Uh, I think that he's a player with a very bright future. In terms of the individual of the season so far in the Premiership, um, I just, I reckon maybe a few weeks ago before he got injured, Jota was maybe in the overtaking lane, mm -hmm. um, just starting to edge past Kyogo uh, for me. But obviously what happened in the League Cup final uh, I think just changed the whole perception and just reaffirmed in your mind that he has been sensational. Yeah, I, I, again, he, he's he's hit the ground running, which is the most important thing. When you come to a big football club, playing, scoring goals, uh, his work rate is incredible. I, I think what people maybe don't pay too much attention to, but a lot of Celtics attacks actually come from Kyogo chasing a central defender or a fullback and winning the ball in a good position to then go and counter. So his, his, his work ethic is spot on. He's brilliant in front of goals. His runs, his movement. He's a handful for any defender. You're going to have a busy January in the transfer window? I'd love to say it would be really, really busy. <laughs> working hard, trying our best. I'm going to talk to you again in 2022, if that's okay, which is kind yeah, of next week. Just around the corner, another year. How quickly has that yeah. gone? Happy New Year when Likewise, it comes. Rob. All the and, best. Uh, we're back tomorrow night with another Go Radio Football Show live at five. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only.